What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. What's up? Welcome to For the Culture's podcast. Pew, pew, pew. It is September 14, 2018, and you are tuning in to episode seven. seven. What's pew, good? Pew, pew. I am one of your hosts, Bex Bumble. And this your boy, D-Boy. What's up? Man, we got another special guest in the studio with us tonight. We are privileged <laughs> tonight. Right? You know, I know before when we was thinking about when we're going to have a guest on and things like that, <laughs> it was like, you know, we'll have a guest and then we'll go back to the mm-hmm. regular uh, schedule like how we do it, right, and then right, we'll right. have a guest. So, you know, we'll sparse it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, man. But you know, we when we run and shit, and we do it the way we want to do it. Like, nah, let's have another one this week. <laughs> like right now. Like right now. Let's right spoil right now. our <laughs> listeners and just give you guys double. Right. Well, she, while she's in town, you know what I mean. We're here to celebrate the life of our auntie. Mm. Um, mm. It was like maybe you could just I could just pull you away a little bit from the fouls, and we could go. You know, have yes. some conversation because I really love yeah, engaging yeah, yeah. conversation with her. And it's better to do it off of social media when we have the chance, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the way we get to keep mm-hmm. in touch. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest for the evening. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Kiana Fuenga is in the building. What's good? Yes. Hey, hey, hey. I'm uh, here. I made it. Y'all hear I that fuego I, voice? Okay, yes. I hope I don't get, you know, found out about for uh, skipping out on the owls. But uh, yes, thank you for having me here. I will I'm be so forgiven. I will be forgiven. Oh, yes. Thank you. Just a little bit about Kiana, though. Just a little. Kiana, by way of Leongi. Hey. By way of Olosenga. Hey. And Tacoma, Washington. That hey. one. Uh, it's 253, right? Yes. What they yeah. call it? Run it back, run it back. Where? By way of Leonge. Oh. By way of Olosenga. Hey. And by way of Tacoma, Washington. That's that uh Tac Town, right? That's yeah. what they call Tac Town. What's up, yes. Tac Town? Two Come five on. three. Yes. Love out there. Hopefully we got some listeners out there. I think we so. Have. We better have. Can, we if can not, we? oh well, you know, Kiana is one of our listeners. <laughs> I am. Thank so, you. And I'm gonna go recruit us some more. So it'll be great. Thank like you. Everybody from Tacoma. There we go. There we go. In Seattle too, okay guys. But Thank you. That's where you're from, right? Kiana is an awesome woman. Mm. She's an educator. Talk about it. She's a mother. Talk about it. She's a daughter. Come Thank on. You. She's a faimalu. Come Try on. It. And a sometimes lyricist. Oh, right. Oh. Sometimes. Sometimes. So what's a sometimes lyricist, though, Kiana? Like, you got to put us on. What that mean? Um, it means that sometimes I go through eras of time where I love to write, and then sometimes I don't. <laughs> I have so much respect for people who use terms and artists like lyricists and poets that I just, I feel like they put so much time into their craft, and I'm like, I don't want to invade that space because right. I only be doing this sometimes. Right. And then other times I'll be down with my fouls and community <laughs> work and all these other roles. So I'm good with sometimes. Lyricists. Sometimes. Yeah. And, a, and a huge community organizer. You Come know. on. I've just been watching a lot of the work that Kiana's been doing out right, there yeah. in Washington and even just in the U.S., right? And, mm. and then even just all of, the, all of the different hats that she holds, it's really, really, really something special to have you here with us tonight. So I'm glad you're here well, with us. Thank you. I feel so thank humble. You. I was like, eh, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just trying to do, you know, good work by the people that I know y'all love and I love myself. I love our community and I think it's always important that we take the talents that we have and put it right back where um, it was grown out of. So exactly. I'm always just awed at what you all are doing right now and I'm, I'm humbled to be able to be here today so thank you so much i feel so special you are (laughs) you You are are special you are Uh, i remember danny boy was just telling me hey you know like 
I think I want I, I want to consider just having one of my friends, you know, come in for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And he was like, go follow her and, you know, just kind of get a, an idea of what she does and, you know, what she's about. So I went and followed you. And then the first uh, one, the first video I, I came across was where you was in a classroom setting. Oh. And you were spinning in front of all these young <laughs> kids. Oh. And you was just, was that a DJ? I think it was a live DJ, It was right? a DJ. It was a part of our summer program. You know, I learned, I learned how to work stuff in there. I was like, let's throw, you know, uh, turn tribalism into the Did those kids kind of like get you to, to to rap? Or you was like, you know what, sit down, little youngsters. Let me show you guys how it's done. <laughs> Let me show you guys. You know, the DJ is actually a great friend of mine. And so he knew. And then some of my other, you know, our support staff, they're really, really great, close fam of mine. And so they're like, yo, spit. I was like, well, I didn't come here to do that today, but uh, for the children, always, always. <laughs> for the children, always. What were you, what, what were you uh, rapping about at that time? Was it just something off top, or was it like written? You no, know, I wish that was written and memorized. Girl. Um, but just, you know, uh, writing as I think about ourselves as Pacifica people, as a Pacifica Talk woman. Talk about it, yeah. Um, you know, I'd I be a lot more bolder than I look in person. I'm like, hey, you're only 5'2"? I'm like, no, but I have such a big personality, so I'm from that place. I feel like, you know, our listeners might want to hear a quick 16 real quick. Is that even possible to pull something out of you right now? Is it, or later in the show? We, let, let, might we, can, do we like, can try. We can try. I'm always down to try anything. That'll, oh. be, the, that'll be the cherry for the end. No, okay, we're going to okay. save it for the end. We, 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 you got to listen to the whole episode. Right. Like, well, you know, they could forward it a little bit. Yeah, that right. way work on my nerves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, well, stay we'll, tuned. <laughs> stay tuned because k Foy is going to bring some fire, right? She's going to bring that high 16, y'all. Stay tuned. <laughs> we're going to go about our regular check-in. I know... Um, just to kind of, as we get ready to to really dig in with our guest speaker and just kind of unravel like her thoughts and her perspective and opinions on just what we've been kind of talking about in mm-hmm. kind of reflection of culture and reflection of uh, um, suicide prevention. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's give our feedback from, you know, for some of the listeners who are probably tuning in now and weren't able to tune into the last episode. Word. Episode six was pretty deep, right? It was intense. Mm. That was, was a good intense. one. Did you tune in? What yes. were you, what's I some tune of your in thoughts? Every week. <laughs> thank girl. you. Look, girl. Look. Thank you. I tune in every week. Okay. And girl, I be thank listening, you. you know, as I do my fails, I'm like, you know what? I need to consume some media around me. And so I always love really critical stuff where it offers me a different lens to look at things. And I think that it was just such an important conversation. Um, I don't know which angle of last week's episode you guys are going to speak from, but I will say um, we were listening to it on the way of taking my daughter and my uh, niece and nephew to school. And mm. I'm very cognizant of what I want them to consume. And so mm. the conversation about Malosi was being mm. had right as we're driving to school. Oh, wow. And so, you know, my niece, she's in middle school and she has some of these very same questions that she's asked me before. And I know that I can only give kind of an outside insight to it. Oh, wow. So it was important for me that I'm like, look, we're going to listen to this. We're going to consume this. And here's some, you know, direct from these direct experiences that you mm. can borrow from and apply to your knowledge base. So um, I know that she left um, to school just really being mindful of what she listened to in the podcast. So I really thank you guys for creating that sort of wow. a platform. Thank you so much for that. That's insight. a blessing. That's a blessing. That's, okay. I'm humbled by that. Yeah, I know. Definitely. Yeah, we, we got um, last week, last episode uh, was kind of like our first time reading emails. So we read an email from um, just an anonymous person, but we named that person Malosi. Right, so. And mm-hmm. basically that email was uh, just more of a kind of a, what was what do you what would you call it, Danny Boya? Like, hey, guys, I f- thank you. Thank you for sharing your stories. It was like, wow, there are people out there that I can actually relate to type mm. of. It was know. like refuge. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like oh she gosh. found a sense of refuge by being uh, by finding our podcast and the 
the things that we talk about, especially with our queer identity. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it gave Malosi, you know, a, a chance to hear something other than what she may hear in her head, right? right. Or what she right. may be going through in her heart. And, like, f- just what I took from what she wrote to us and just even the conversations afterwards with uh, Malosi, you know, after right. listening to the episode, it's just that we are that space for her to be able to, like, unload and unleash mm. and just have someone to converse with or yeah. or process with because she doesn't have that anywhere else. Right. right. And and that's just, like, that's really sacred. Oh, yeah. You know, like... Relatability. Yeah. Relationship. Like, that's so important. And I think, you know, we right. talked about this a little bit earlier um, outside of this conversation about what isolation can feel like. And mm-hmm. so when we continue to have these conversations in such a public platform, I think that that's so important. You know, people might be in their different corners of the world consuming it by their own but they feel now connected to right. something where you know they might feel isolated in that moment and then they listen to you all share this and break it down and now they feel a little less isolated than they did before mm, listening right. to that so for me like that's so key to me you know like what isolation means and what relationship means right. and i love that y'all did that that's why so yeah. much respect for y'all. That's like I feel so honored to be here. <laughs> no, really, because we're just humbled. Because Danny Boy and I, we were exchange, we were texting each other, and we're like, you know what? Like, this is why we do it. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, absolutely. Like, we do the podcast for this very reason. You know, mm-hmm. we had no idea who it would would reach, mm-hmm. but her, um, Malosi coming in and just just reaching out and just saying thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. like. Yeah. You guys mean like everything. Like I, de- I had no idea there were others who identify, right. who are struggling, or who have been there, who you know just have have kind of paved the way. But yet, you know, nobody was able to kind of take record of that. Like Malosi was really just like, it was just a huge sigh of relief for Malosi, mm, right. and we just like really just appreciated that yeah. her. Her hunger, her her vulnerability. Yeah. What else? Her transparency in her in her email. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of great insight that she was able to kind of share with us. That were that she was yeah. basically saying, "This is my second time sharing it with you guys. Like yeah. that's how much I trust you guys. Yeah. That's how much you guys really impacted or were able to create a space that I felt safe." Yeah, you know? and, yeah. and it's powerful in in the sense that thinking about you sharing your story, right? And everything mm. that you've gone through to this point, uh, because Malosi really identifies with your journey in terms mm-hmm. of your queer identity, mm. in terms of your faith, right? Mm. And being a Christian and like how, like what that means to Malosi. For Malosi to have somebody to look at or turn to and hear, mm. like imagine, like I can only imagine what that what that does for her. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, and, and that's why it's so sacred because it's like you, you are helping someone right yeah feel less isolated definitely right? and having this relationship with someone we know we had we know nothing about other than the fact that we have these channels open to communicate with us right and we're able to speak to it you know and if and if she doesn't feel comfortable with speaking about it we're going to do our best to protect her and definitely. but still talk about it right because you know like those things have to come out have to get out of your head so that yeah. you can make room for more things yeah. to generate, which yeah. could be healing and knowledge and empowerment. Yes. Once all of that like negative self-talk is, you know, uh, exercised and worked out. Right. Yeah. 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 It doesn't go away, but it, it's like, it's just something you got to 
right. process through. Yeah, yep. process, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And just real quick, Kiana, like, from just remembering a piece of that conversation, like, what was, like, one piece of advice that you would give to Malosi just mm. in, like, you know, hey, you know, that you're not alone, that, you know, or just, you know, what we pretty much just gave, gave her was, like, you know, just keep reaching out to communities or, yeah. you know, just slowly but surely keep I mean, coming out with Yeah, it. first and foremost, I would just say, you know, thank you, Malosi, for your bravery. I mm. mean, I think that that takes a lot to be able to put your truth out there, um, a truth that sometimes can make us feel like we need to um, insulate ourselves mm. and close ourselves off. Thank you for taking the bravery to say, this is mm -hmm. not the experience I want to have. Mm. And I'm going to take this time to challenge um, that space and, and reach out to someone, whether I know them or not. I'm going to reach out to them and I'm going to give them um, my story. And mm. that's going to go in front of people I don't know. And that takes a lot of bravery. That's, that's not know. easy yeah. to do at all. Yeah. That takes a lot of degree of vulnerability to take ownership of and say, Word. okay, as vulnerable as I am, and um, I'm right. going to do this anyways and reach out and see what can come of that and i think for myself as a listener like um you know i was telling danny boy like i i just didn't think about you know how um difficult it is to one like you know work through a breakup and then two but not have anyone to work through it with mm. because you're trying to keep so much of that to yourself mm -hmm. right. um that i i can't imagine that because i'm working through my own stuff you know through grief and different mm. ways and I have, you know, this set of family where I always am reaching out and be like, hey, guys, I, I don't know where I am right now. Right, right, yeah. You know, and it gives me so much solace to be able to reach out to them. So I put myself in their shoes and thought, like, what is it to be working through this and not feel like you have uh, somewhere to, to take that load off of your right. chest? Mm. That's heavy. So, so thank mm. you for doing that. It taught me a lot about how important it is for me to reach out and provide safe space for people. Definitely. Um, mm. You know, of course, from the corner that I'm at as a cishet uh, woman myself, right, yeah. um, that I don't know the full experience, but it this helped me kind of understand a degree that I, I was blind to because privileges mm. I have. So that was just important for me to expand my view on, you know, how our people need us in different ways. So, so thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. Right. And I, you just said something that made me want to... <clears throat> give a little deeper understanding to what cishet is. Because mm. I know Am talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah. Um, and it's such a it's such a dynamic thing to define, right? Because mm -hmm. we're defining what it means to be cisgendered and then what it means to be heterosexual and the privilege that both of those hold for uh, people who identify as cishet versus other folks, right? right? Like let's say that like uh, queer folks or trans folks. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just from my own uh, understanding and definition is that when people call out the fact that they're cisgendered, they're, they um, identify with the gender that they were given at birth. Right. And when they are uh, heterosexual, that means uh, opposite, they're attracted to the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. They are identifying their privilege in spaces where right. like it's just to what you said right yeah. like as a heterosexual person and a cisgendered person like mm. you don't have to think about the same things that someone who is maybe cisgender uh, cisgendered but queer mm -hmm. right or yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. someone who is transgender and uh heterosexual right? right and some people are like well how can a trans person be heterosexual if they like someone you know like they were born of the opposite sex and they like that sex. Mm. Um, it's, it's just so complex, right? right Where yeah. saying cis head, six head, 
six head. <laughs> what? Cis head, with, you know, which is a short, which is a um, a short version of cis cisgendered heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it's just saying that I recognize my privilege in this space and that I I don't want to take up space, but I also <clears throat> recognize other people's identities. Definitely, and, yeah. And where they. Where those where those lie. So yeah, yeah. Thank you for breaking that down. Yeah, that's so important. I mean, um, you know, because again, like it's just this blind spot where I feel like if I was working through something, I would just go and tell you know any family right. member, and they would just say, you know, you're working through relational things, mm-hmm. but I don't have to worry about the nuances of you know, am I out? Do, and and do they accept that? Not mm-hmm. that it shouldn't matter, right, but right. you know, the fact that somebody will decide whether they accept that or whether they don't accept that. I right. I don't have to ever worry about those nuances. Yeah. So I think that that was just so important for me to be like, yo, like the level of what it is to process through something and what it is, like how heavy that is to process through something and then to feel locked into that. Like, mm. that's heavy. That, like, I felt that. I was like, ooh, <laughs> right. that's heavy. So <clears throat> thank you. Thank, thank you, you so honey. much. Yeah. And even just kind of talking about process, I feel like, <clears throat> you know, just to kind of segue into bread, like process has been like one of my main kind of like navigators to get through a lot of my emotional pain this week we lost i lost well danny boy and i we both Mm -hmm. lost a friend a colleague at work that's been working how many years about over over 14 years right for behavioral health and recovery services Mm -hmm. in the behavioral health department and he's pretty big in our um in our work field and um, we lost him to suicide so it was a really really tough thing for our our work, our county, San Mateo County, to take such a hard hit, you know, of, of a great loss. And, like, we're just trying to process throughout this whole week. And it was definitely hard to be at work and to be reminded of, like, certain spaces where he would be at. Like, I think Danny Boy shared, like, there was a space that they shared a moment mm-hmm. that they in shared the, in the in kitchen. The office, yeah. mm-hmm. And then I just remember a lot of moments of him at an, at the central building or sometimes he would come to my clinic and we would just talk. But... Um, just the conversations that have been happening within our clinic is that, where were the signs? Yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, like, everyone is asking each other. That's just the question we all have. You know, I'm asking, like, his closest friend, all the mm-hmm. like all his buddies, did you guys not see any signs? Yeah. None of them, like, were able to see anything. But then again, some of them were able to kind of recall, like, but then there was this one time where, you know, he did walk down with it, you know, his head down and, you know, he looked pretty sad. And I was like, well, don't we all come around looking like right, that? I mean, right. you're pretty much just generalizing all of us because I've came to work plenty of times yeah. like that. But that wasn't but, like. But that plays into. Not a red flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that plays into um, this idea that we never really know what people are going through. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I was just having, having this conversation and uh, someone told me that, you know, Dang, I would be afraid to do that because I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't even want to get into unpacking all of that and what that means, right? right. Because right. it's right. coming from a, a different context than than right. how I'm seeing that whole process yeah. and what leads someone to that point. Right, yeah. Um, and I think it also, like Kiana said, a, a, a word that really spark something in my head that relates to this too is that blind spotting yeah you know what i mean and and i don't know if folks out there have seen that film blind spotting mm. um that said in oakland it's a dope film check it out but there's i haven't su- seen it there's such a message in there i don't want to give away what it is but it has to do with um having that blind spot right and being mm. like only seeing something a certain kind of right. way and 
we we totally miss something because it hit our blind spot right right and 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 then I also want to like push back a little bit on that like where were the signs did you not see the signs right right and and even this campaign around suicide prevention about like know the signs like yeah we can study we can study that shit all you know all day every day we can kind of see the signs or think we know the signs but do we really know? Right. Mm-hmm. And is there sure. really something right. there? You know, like, I, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't sit well with me when people are like, know the signs and do something about it. Like, right. yeah, but no too. Right. Especially as we're just coming off this uh, conversation about like how people might lock things in so deeply. Yeah. Right. So there might be no signs at all. And that's purposeful for them. Like, you right. know, they're going to perform that there are no signs. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, what is it to have, um, just a culture of care for people where it's just normal to check in with people and, and have a culture where you can be fully transparent, fully 100. Like, right. you know, that's such a term of, the, of today's day and age. Yeah. Keep it yeah. 100. But, mm-hmm. I was like, but do you really keep it 100? Because, okay. uh, you know, we be struggling. Okay. <laughs> we be struggling. Okay. So can we really keep you it 100? You keep it at 99 over here. <laughs> 99. You're like a 54.5 <laughs> <laughs> This ratio is not right. balanced. Okay. It's not balanced. So, you know, how do we create a culture where people can enter into any space and we know that they're going to provide their 100 because they know that on the receiving end, we're going to accept that. Mm-hmm. Like how do we become people that can accept everybody for, you know, all that they are and make them feel space of, make them feel safe in all that they are. I think that that's um, a big challenge that I think yes. I try to keep to myself of like, okay, how do I make sure that if anybody comes to me in all of who they are, I can hold space with them for 100% of who they are. I'm not 50% of who they are. Right. And then they got to lock about, uh, away the stuff that makes me feel right, uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, right. let them be fully comfortable with me and then let's just hold space right there. Right, yeah. And that's been that's part 100. Of, and 100. that's a part of the conversation that's been happening at work. You know, we're just like, well, when do we approach? When is the when is the right time? And mm-hmm. uh, one of uh, my, my supervisors said the most profound thing, simple yet profound, any time is the right, right time. Mm-hmm. Even if he was just sad, ask if he yeah. was sad. Right. He doesn't have to be depressed. Any sign, whether they're happy. Hey, why are you so happy? I want to be happy. If you're sad, why are you okay? Is there something wrong? But mm-hmm. just ask. There's. It's, it should not be. It should not turn off people. Mm-hmm. It should really, especially for somebody who is contemplating on suicide. Mm-hmm. It should really do something in their head, especially with the class that I've taken with um, the mental health uh, first mm-hmm. aid. One of the things I've learned is that um, because I, I think there is a there's a part in the training where they said like is it is it is it okay to ask um, the person who's you know contemplating on suicide are you going to commit suicide or do you feel like mm-hmm. committing suicide I think one of the things that we all thought was you can't ask that because yeah. you're going to birth that thought right, in them right. But the training teaches us. I think I took that training, yeah, okay, at yeah. work too. And you I thought the same to. thing. I was like, no, I don't want to impose that you on don't, them. don't, but you have to. Right. Whether you see any sign of them just isolating or them just being not normal, not sticking to the normal routine in life. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's wrong? You don't have to necessarily ask. Are you? Mm-hmm. Do you have thoughts of suicide? But if you feel like there's something oddly strange about who, what, how they're acting, mm-hmm. then ask that question. Right. But mm-hmm. you should never be afraid to ask. Have, do you have thoughts of suicide? Right, you know, right. that's a that's a thing that we should remove from like, you know, just breaking through anybody, whether a family member or a coworker. Hey, is something wrong? Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I think to um, to the point that Kiana made about redesigning a culture to, you know, like check in with someone. Right. Like, you know, just it's it's rooted in love. Right. right I think right. It, it also speaks to what. 
um, you had said outside of this conversation earlier, Bex, about reintroducing, right, our people to to this culture, right? Thinking about our Samoan culture. Right, yeah. And just the the beauty of how not only ours, but so many others are rooted in love. Right. You know, I, I know for sure a lot yeah. of Pacific Islander cultures are very rooted in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it may look different in, you know, different um, aspects or forms, but... It's definitely centered in love. And how do we reintroduce that? Yeah. Know, so it's great. Yeah. So powerful. Thank you, Malosi. <laughs> <laughs> thank yes, you, thank Malosi. You. And rest in peace. Scott. And rest in peace, yeah, yeah to our rest co-workers. In love. Rest in love. Sad way to lose a colleague, but great memories. We celebrate you, Scott. And yeah, rest in love. Absolutely. Yeah. Bruh. Mm. Man, it just works into my bruh because... As we were having this conversation about, you know, the signs and building a culture and like having these conversations, mm. um, my brother for the week really has just been amidst being numb and mm-hmm. feeling checked out and like not even present at times. Right. I'm still able to grieve on the go and get work yeah. done. Mm-hmm. And so what I've been putting a lot of my energy into has been a follow up from um, an event that we had, the Pacific Islander Initiative had um, back in April. Mm. It was called One Life, One Love, right. Suicide Prevention in the Pacific Islander Community. Beautiful. Yeah. And so what we did at this event was we had a series of questions um, on chart paper all around the, the room. And we gave participants or just folks who were there the opportunity to answer the questions as many times as they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And some of the questions or statements we're like, how does our Pacific Islander culture treat suicide and mental health? Mm. Um, what can suicide prevention in the PI community look like? And then also, like, what do you need to be okay? Mm. Or how can we have these courageous conversations in our communities? Right. And so a lot of those responses, right, like we had, we've had them for a minute, right, since April. And now that this is Suicide Prevention Month, what we were thinking about is, like, how can we turn those messages into mm-hmm. something yeah um to also you know one have a follow-up from the event because it was so powerful right and we don't want to be those we don't want to be one of those groups that like do something prolific and then right, right. and then <laughs> you know go away for a while go right. on a hiatus mm-hmm. and then come back when it's time to do it again right mm-hmm. like we want to start from there and then keep consistency. building yeah, yeah consistency keep following up keep building from the last part so that we just keep getting better and we keep progressing um, and so what we have done is, is we have um, a campaign, which we're calling the Pacific Islander Suicide Prevention Portrait Series. Right. Yeah. And That's so fresh. if you checked out our IG and yes. our Twitter, we have uh, put those pictures up from the Pacific Islander Initiative. Um, and we're still going to be, you know, posting more and taking more pictures, you know, and right. it's really been a way for us to engage the community to yeah. think about um, what does suicide prevention look like for us. Right. Right. And so some of these messages. So we have some pre-designed messages, but then we also give our models or subjects the opportunity to create their own. Mm. And so some of the messages have been uh, dear Faifikau mm. or dear Faifikau, right? What <clears throat> I need to be okay is space in the church to be able to talk about suicide and mental health. Right. Yeah. Or dear Matua, dear mm-hmm. Matua, dear parents, what I need to be okay is to know that I can come to you to talk about suicide and mental mm. health judgment-free. 
That's so important. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, just addressing, like, the people in our community. Um, it's really, it, I don't know what the feeling is because I'm so numb, but I know mm-hmm. it's a good one. It, right. it, it's a, it, it feels really good to be able to push these images out mm-hmm. and push the messaging. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. because it's it's like, let's just call it out for what it is, yeah. you know, like, this is this has been happening in our community, yep. especially Absolutely. suicide, and especially mental health issues. Right. Um, and we just we got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, definitely. we got to address it, and we got to do it in a way that works for us. Yeah. So it's it's just been really humbling to yeah. be able to have this vision and put it out, and you know, get get responses and reactions from folks. You know. To see it, you know, yeah. because I think it's something that we're all craving, right? We're right, all right. looking for because, yeah, you know, we all talk about all kind of stuff, you know, popular stuff, what's happening in pop culture, but like right. the deep rooted critical right, analysis right. Mm. pieces of ourselves is always hard to talk about, right? Because being vulnerable is hard. Um, but nonetheless, yes, check out, check out that uh, portrait series. And, and if you're interested in being a part of it, please go ahead and hit us up on For the Cultures with a Q and an S yeah, at gmail.com and we can get you connected and get you set up. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. You know, I mean, and I think that that's so important. Like I think about like growing up and I have family members who committed suicide mm. and, you know, um, this was, you know, back in the 90s and, you know, there was no such thing as any efforts, any community conversations around um, suicide prevention. So mm. I think it's so key because I was, I was telling someone, you know, whenever we're looking for answers for ourselves, a lot of times we look insular. Like we look yes. within the community and mm-hmm. see what is being talked about or who's talking about it. Absolutely and then we correct. go there, which is why, you know, Malosi came to you all, right. cause, you know, because she found someone to turn to. Right. Um, and I think that that's so key. So, you know, efforts like that are really beautiful. Um, I think, you know, we've come a long way. Yeah. Um, I would have hoped for that, you know, in going to the funerals of these family members, right. um, in, you know, knowing them before they did commit suicide and not ever thinking that that's how it would end. Yeah. Um, that's so cute <clears throat> that they now have, you know, media that they can consume where it says like here, are, you know, people that you can connect to so that you don't feel so isolated. Mm. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. And that reminds me of when we did... Um, the I Am Beyond campaign. Do you remember okay. that? Yeah, I love that campaign. <laughs> I wish I wish that this could, I mean, and maybe it can, you know, because maybe it can, but just the I Am Beyond campaign where it was like, uh, it was Pacific, Asian mm-hmm. Pacific Islander, yeah, yeah. Um, American Heritage Month, and to be, to participate in a national campaign I like that. I Am Beyond as mm-hmm. Pacific Islanders, we did it from California, Washington, Utah, Hawaii, mm-hmm. and then even went as far as like Australia, like it caught wind with a lot of folks mm-hmm. just just claiming who they are and their beautiful Pacific Islanderness, their Pacificaness, their Oceanianess. Like I am beyond yes. these stereotypical images that you have of me and our people. Nice, you know. So beyond all boundaries, beyond yes. all boundaries, <laughs> break the chain. Just gotta love oh, our people. Gotta love our people. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, Kiana? I think oh, I have the most. Is most is for myself. Okay, so because I just got here today, right? But I was supposed to be here yesterday, right? Except, um, let me tell you a little bit how grief has worked for me. Mm. Okay, <laughs> earlier this summer, my father passed away, and um, what brings me to California is that my uh, my father's 
older sister and was like, you know, his guardian his whole life from the mm. cradle to the grave. She passed away as well. And so that's what brings me to California. So, bruh, in this brief <laughs> period, my my wires get crossed. Mm. So I was supposed to come yesterday and fly in. And I woke up uh, four o'clock in the morning to head to the airport. That's a 40 minute drive. I got to the Dang. airport. I was looking for my flight. I said, uh, where is Alaska flight 313 to San Francisco? And I didn't see it on the board. So I looked at my boarding pass and uh, realized in that moment um, that your girl had booked a flight from San Francisco to Seattle for that day. And I said, Gina. <laughs> I win. I win. Gina. I like, wait, 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 wait. Is this right? No, I... Yeah, it's right, because it's been like that this whole season for me. Like, I've mm. been getting so many, like, wires crossed, which I'm not used to, because, you know, I, I tend to be on point with, you know, how I... You know your organizing. shit. I know my shit, okay? <laughs> I've got my logics down, but right, this was right. just out of the ordinary for, for me. So I was like, did I do that? No, I know I did mm. something like that, because I've done a few other things where I'm just like, wait, how did that happen? Or, mm. you know, this, there's this, you know, these set of numbers I always know off the top of my head, and I can't remember them anymore. And I think that a lot of it is, like you know, processing through so much mm. um, in such short time. So my wires got crossed and I try to call the airlines. They're like, yeah, if we're going to put you on this flight, it's going to cost you $500. I said, hey, girl, you know, I don't got $500. So Dang. I'm going to drive down to California tonight with my brother and my sister. <laughs> and wow. um, so I had to drive into town from Washington. It's a 12-hour drive. But you made I think it. I made it. And what I learned out of it, I told, you know, my sister, I was like, you know what? I think it's just dad saying that, you know, you need to slow your roll. Right. Word. You be doing too much. Word. Okay. You be hella extra. You think that's funny. Oh, <laughs> she's extra, Kiana. Uh, slow down. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to know how to slow down, I'm going to make you slow down. It's going to take you, instead of two hours to get to San Francisco, it's going to take you 12 hours, girl. And I know how much you hate long girl, car rides. He so, added another 10. Yeah. He said, add that 10 and learn your lesson. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I learned my lesson. It was actually a, actually, you know, it was a really, really great drive. I, I tend to hate long drives, but this one was fun. And you know, I was like, I got to be the DJ. And, <laughs> and, you know, and that's, so, priceless. that's priceless. That's priceless. And you know, got to split driving with my siblings and um, my niece, nephew, and my daughter in the back. Got so. the babies in the car yeah. too. Yeah. Dang. So. I, you know, those those family car trips, especially mm -hmm. the car rides, like mm -hmm. those are memories that will never go away. Exactly. That's true. That, that's true. That will never go so, away. There's my bra. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's intense. That's 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 Anks being like, hey, uh -huh. I'm gonna make you be comfortable right. with the uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm gonna take you out your comfort zone, girl. Right, right. That's right. Oh that's man, how, wait, how many stops? Uh, we did. I think we just did like uh, three. Dang. Yeah, because we was trying to get here. We're like, Auntie, we're on our way. I promise. I'm sorry. I'm about to be late. Okay, I'm gonna miss some of the fit hours, but it's quite alright. So <laughs> that's, that's me. <laughs> right on. Right on. Right on. Yeah, this week for my ICU, I definitely want to highlight a young lady out there in Corson. Hey, what up, Corson? Corson, not Carson City, but Corson. Um, her name is Nancy Elizabeth Thompson. Mm -hmm. So on Instagram, she's Nancy Elizabeth XO if you want to follow her. But she is a businesswoman. She has Ooh. a clothing line um, called Lift. Island fashion out there. Ooh. You've been out there, Danny Boy. You've seen it, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm check that out. It's island clothing. She um, she pretty much designs her own dresses. Um, she designs whatever what those things that they wear on graduation. Oh, yeah. Stoles. She does all the uh, yeah, P.I. sashes. Yeah. Yes, the sash. Yeah, she designs. She actually, uh, my sister's uh, Fish and Jam, They, I think Fish and Jam and 
all of our sisters, they they got me my sash when I graduated from SC. That was the first time I seen it. I was like, mm-hmm. damn. Fire? Was it fire? It was dope. Yeah. Shoot. I wasn't the first one to have it, but, you know, I think mine was the sickest. I ain't seen <laughs> a pretty about. one yet. No, <laughs> Oh, but yeah, man. she does those those graduation sashes. Too. Right? Yeah. So I've been following her for like a while because I met her out there when I was in LA, and um, I, I hit her up on her DM. I was like, "Dude, give me the rundown about your business. How long you been in it? I, I want to highlight you in my ICU." So she kind of gave me like uh, this little short uh, version of her bio, but she said, uh, five years old is when she started dressing her Barbies." Mm. Mm. Twenty-one is when she decided to do it full-time professionally and she's a graduate she's an alum um, from what school ucla she graduated Uh, with a degree business business economics go trojans (laughs) and she started the lift scholarship in 2012 as a way of our community to invest in itself absolutely i thought that was really cool she said there's this idea that you that you have to be rich to give back and that's absolutely not not true Giving back can start now. No matter mm-hmm. what economic state you're in, the idea of waiting to give back is why, as a community, we miss out on so many opportunities to support one another's progression. Ooh. Yeah, okay, no, snap now. it up for, yeah. you know, uh, Nancy, Nancy Elizabeth. So we just highlight you, or I highlight you today. I see you, girl. Keep doing great things. You can follow her on Nancy Elizabeth XO on Instagram. And I believe Lyft. Um, lift fashion at Instagram. So yeah, she's a great, great business lady, and connect with her. Yeah, I think it's Lucy's Island Fashion. Oh, Lucy's Island Fashion. Mm-hmm. Thank I'm gonna check you. It out. Yeah, check it out, girl. She's in Carson. Mm-hmm. Dope. Dope. Love you, Nance. Thank you. So my ICU this week goes out to the one, the only, uh, Brittany Afu. I just want to recognize Britt because she is an educator. She is a mother, and she yeah. is a community organizer. Uh, Brittany teaches um, the Essence of Mana Parenting Project. Come on. Um, with the Asian American Recovery Services. She also helps coordinate and curate Journey to Empowerment, which is a, a space to talk about taboo topics and mm. and really search for healing through dialogue, through Talanoa, uh, through Talanoa. So, um I just, I just am always in awe because she's got so many things going on, you know, that her work and her and her being a mother, her being a wife, and her mm-hmm. being a woman, a Pacific cool. Islander woman, and just being a human being, it, like, it all crosses at the same time, you right. know, like, she's at work, and she's also making sure that, you know, the kids are okay, sometimes she may have to, you know, bring, you know, a kid with her, you know, and still do her job, and like, as Pacific Islanders and as community work, like that's just what we have to do sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what we do as so PIs. You know? Committed. Like I gotta come and do something else, but I got the kids too. I'm gonna bring them, and mm-hmm. we're gonna no, do mom, what we gotta real. do. You know what that's I mean? Real. And so, Brittany I does love a. Her. I love me some Brit. She, uh, she holds me accountable, and I hold her accountable as well. Like yeah. a lot of, like the way she talks to me, a lot of people can't talk to me that way. Um, mm. But that's like that's just, the most important people. Those are the mm-hmm. most important the people, one who talk right? To me like like that, okay? that's the that. circle yeah. you need. That's yeah. the circle yeah. you need. That's that beautiful like relationship that yeah. we have, and like it, it really means something. Um, and so I just want to take this time out to say, Brittany Afu, I see you. Yeah. Just, and one thing I just discovered with when I met um, Brittany, I was asking her where are you from. She was like, she's from here, right? But she lives in Utah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she she's like back and forth. Mm. She go, she flies to Utah, comes here to work for like a day, goes back to Utah wow. with her family. I'm just like, and hey, superwoman. Too. That's what I'm talking about. That's 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 the worker I need. I need someone like Britt. <laughs> Committed. Just, just don't burn out, please. Yeah. Just, just don't, don't, don't burn out. Take care of yourself. Right? Self love. Self care. Awesome. Okay. It's my turn. Yeah. All right. Okay. I see you. <laughs> I see the both of you. So my I see this you girl. goes to both of y'all. <laughs> you, you don't understand. Like I'm the biggest fan of our people, right? Mm. Like in any and everything where I see us kind of pushing the boundary. And this is what I loved about the I am beyond campaign is that, you know, we, we, you know, even for just a moment of time, we got to, you know, ask our young folks, um, and you know, our old folks alike and the in-betweens and like, <laughs> you know, to see like, what are some of the boundaries and then where do we exist beyond that? Um, mm. And I'm just such a fan of people who kind of like, you know, live on that edge and push those boundaries. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, this as a platform, and I'm a big fan of podcasts too. Um, I, I'm very critical about the media that I consume. Word, so I'm like, yo, word. this is dope. Like, I be tuning in every week. And so I'm like, what? Yeah. Can I come on here? You guys are going to turn my <laughs> mic off. You know? Because <laughs> I listen to these other ones and I would already think, you know, what is it? What would it be like to listen to a podcast that's like this, but from from within our community, mm. so that right. we c- can create these conversations that people can listen to, take apart, and y'all are doing that, you know. Mm. And um, as far as I know, is there's not that many people doing that. There's a few out there, not that many. So yeah. I, I just feel really privileged to be here. I see the both of y'all. Oh, thank you. The conversations you that you too. hold, they're so critical. So thank you both for what you do. Are you gonna start a podcast out there in right in Tacoma? Right. I, I, I feel would like rather, it's coming. You know. What I would I rather like other coming. people do because what I have people do a lot is like, Kiana, you should start this, you should start that, you should start. I was like, You should start it, you and should start it. That's right, <laughs> like, right? Be on it, dog. That's <laughs> so, right, that's right. I see you both. Thank you. That's what's up. That's what's up. Man, it's just it's really beautiful to be here in this space with you two. Um, this is sacred to me, and I really, mm. really, really appreciate it. Yeah, yes, sir. Um, so digging in the crates, you know, look, thinking about last week and just the conversation that we were having with <laughs> Malosi, you know, it went so many directions, right? And we really um, got into, I, I don't think it was necessarily uh, Malosi's story, but it related to Malosi's story. It was actually the conversation that we were having around restorative justice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And yeah. what that looks like, right? And, like, the fact that it can't be an eye for an eye or a life mm-hmm. for a life and just really correlating forgiveness with faith, right? right. And, like, forgiveness really coming from, like, Scripture and yeah. Christianity and mm-hmm. the Bible and things like that. And I wanted to sort of highlight... Uh, this uh, person on Twitter, their Twitter handle is Thangi Mausia Kafoa. This person was tweeting, uh, live tweeting, as they were listening to our podcast. And so they were going off, right? Like just having so many uh, awesome thoughts and asking so many great critical questions that there was there was one question that really sparked something in me that reminded me, I forgot to to speak about an important talking point. Um, and so the question that this, that Tangi Mausia asked was, mm. can anyone ever say that because of culture, rather than faith, we will yield forgiveness? Mm. Can we imagine ever giving forgiveness in the name of culture rather mm. than in the name of faith? That's good. 
And this Absolutely. made right, like this made me think about um, something that I just recently learned about, maybe like within the past uh, five six years, right. is about this Samoan uh, custom, right, or this practice, this Samoan practice called the ifonga, mm-hmm. mm. right, and. I, th- I can only speak to it a little bit uh, from what I know and what I learned. I actually learned it in church. Um, the the Fife Al was speaking about uh, forgiveness and talked about how we have this in our culture, and it dates back, um, you know, pre pre uh, Christianity, pre colonization. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is in the fabric of of um, what our ancestors created, right, in our culture. Um, and so, like, let's say that I harmed you, Bex. Mm-hmm. I brought harm to you. Let's say I took your life. Um, what what my family and I would do is come to your family's door and the ifonga would be that I that they lay out the mat and I sit in front of your house underneath another fala or, you know, a mat. And I have to sit there until your family is good and ready to give a verdict of mm. either... To forgive me or to not forgive me. And I have to stay under there if it's a week, mm-hmm. you know, if it's two weeks or longer, like that if is... it's sunny, if it's pouring <laughs> rain. Right. No matter rain or shine, like I have to sit there and wait um, to, you know, to seek your forgiveness and whatever it will be, will be. Um, that's as much as I know about Ifonga. And mm-hmm. that's where like forgiveness is where I see forgiveness in our culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like our people right. understood and knew this concept because, you know, we're so rooted in love. Right. right. And I just wanted to bring that to the table of like... Yeah. Like we created a custom around like how do you ask for forgiveness? Mm-hmm. And I think that like it's a really beautiful thing. I, I only learned about it around the same time too. It was featured in a film, Oletula um, Fale, or The Orator, um, where mm. which fam- is on Amazon. Yep, so you, y'all go can watch, watch it. that on okay, Amazon. Check it out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> made um, by a Samoan. Okay, oh, and you can go watch Ifonga in there happen. Uh-huh. And um, that was the first time I'd, I'd come across it, and I thought, you know, how beautiful because Ifonga in itself means to bow down, right? Mm. And so for for us to relegate a custom um, around forgiveness, and it's you know, not that this is a this is a great thing we do. Like a lot of times we credit, you know, the, the good that we do to our relationship with God. But it's also important to recognize that, hey, some of the good that we did, you know, it existed before, you know, pre-Christianity that we were right, not just right. these, you know, barbaric people, but we had, you know, a set of morals and standards that we live and abide by and that this existed in that time. So right. I think a lot about what is what is it to have a culture of forgiveness, um, how how much humility would need to go into a space to say, I'll come and um, my well-being is in your hands. I've done something against you and your family. I'm going to come with my family, present myself before you, and you let me know what you want to do. And if it means that, you know, you don't forgive me, I carry the weight of that with me. Or you do forgive me um, after a week of this pouring rain and then hot sunshine and then day and night I've been in front of your family um, asking for your forgiveness, then, you know, I, I... take what that means to me Mm. and you know i live a better life i think that's so important to recognize that you know we come from a people with a very deep moral standard right right right, right. and so i i'm really glad that she highlighted that as a question Mm -hmm. um because i think it's always important for us to look at ourselves as um these people who where we do come from like a deep culture of love and forgiveness and and when we create customs around it it really shows that, right. that we have value for a certain thing definitely yeah it's reciprocity, so. you know? reciprocity. Right. Yeah. yeah 
And and I think just even the relationship, right? right the right. the like what we were talking about earlier, right? Just like the va between between us, right? Like even though I harmed or um you know, brought caused pain to your family, the va between us, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. so that we can figure out where to go from here. Right, yeah. And right. repair it, no, try definitely. to get nurture it, right, yeah. in some sense. And that's something that a lot of times when we look at relationship, especially if you've done something against another family, um, you know, your ego might carry with you and saying, you know what, I know they're not going to forgive me and you won't even make the attempt. Right. But the fact that we carry like a custom that says, no, we can attempt to um, restore this relationship, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. vibe right. between us and this family. This is what we got to do. It does require a lot of humility but right. it will restore that vibe yeah. and the fact that we practice that um, and we nurture space that way I think is so key right. um, and I think is important in a lot of just I think the whole fabric of how we see the world when Definitely, we talk about things yeah. like you know isolation um, what is it to be isolated and what is it to hold relationship and how restorative that can be mm-hmm. or how different that might be for people who are considering suicide to be in a culture of you know relationship that you know it's not just relationship as performative of saying hi for the sake of saying hi, but like deep within the fabric of this culture that we have, we care about each other. We care about your well-being and your presence here. Right. So yeah. I, I'm just, I operate from a, a ground point that we're a beautiful people. <laughs> and ju- and, just and from to, a beautiful culture. From a beautiful yeah, culture. And just to kind of parallel it to the, to what we kind of, how we kind of defined it, um, forgiveness from our last episode, you mm-hmm. know, we kind of, we, we gave insights on what, on that, it looks, you know, it's a process, you know, it's not something that is like automatic, you know, it's a practice that you just have to just kind of pursue until that person that you hurt forgives you. Mm -hmm. And in the story that you, the image that you created, I thought that was perfect because that literally painted the word process is that Mm. they had to wait for the family to be ready. I mean, the family had to sit there process for whether it's for days or weeks but that time is processed mm-hmm. they're alone they need to just deal with whatever it is they're grieving mm-hmm. grieving talking through but that moment is a process and right. i felt like what well, you know what we was tying to the bible that actually tied to the story that you just you know described mm-hmm. you know is that that space of to yourself talk it through mm-hmm. heal you know as a whole as a family as a unit and then whenever you're ready yeah. Bring it forward yep. and then just hash it out and deal with it. I thought that was beautiful. Just listening to that, to you explain it that way, I was like, wow, that that aligns so much with, you know, just a lot of scriptures that I've read. And to hear mm. that be so, like, aligned, I was like, wow, that is, yeah. like, that is amazing and beautiful. Wow. And that's our culture. That is right. the culture. That's our culture. And I think even this How conversation. Is that? Right? I think this conversation that we're having about, like, the va, right? Be- yeah. Between all of these things. I think it would be um it would be imperative for us to sort of give like a quick breakdown of what we mean when we're saying the va. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For those of you know, our listeners, you know, maybe even our own mm-hmm. people who don't have an understanding of like what we mean when we're talking about the va. Kiana, would you mind just kicking down that science real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Break it down, so, girl. Right? I was going to say, Diva, go on, get it. But okay, I'll take it. So, so va um, is it, just a, you know, a term that describes um, space. But rather than space being empty between us and someone else, it, it relegates that space to a place of relationship. And it says that 
um, you know, all things, there exists a vow between. So mm-hmm. there's a vow, mm-hmm. you know, amongst you and your siblings or a vow that you keep between you and your parents, right. um, a, a specific type of relationship. And I think when we give things names, then we, we are able to um, nurture them differently versus, mm-hmm. you know, just saying, okay, that's my mom, that's mm-hmm. my siblings. Like we say, no, there is a thing that exists that ties us all together. So there's, you know, the va that you have with your friends, with your village, with your ikalesia, or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with the work that you do or mm-hmm. with nature. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, as a people who look at themselves so tied um, to the world around them and as people who walk amongst that. Right. Like we walk and we look at ourselves as people who are tied to things. Right. I think that right. that gives us a, a different sense of self. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes I, it so much absolutely. deeper. Right. Right. For me, it, it gives me a sense of like there's a lot of accountability that right. I can't make just a. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the, the struggle sometimes with us. Right. Is that we can't always make decisions that are in and of our own interests that right. we always right. have to think parallel of, you know, ourselves. I also have to think about, you know, my family, Come unit, on. Um, my, my community, yes. or my village or, you know, or if that's your church, if that's your, you know, your social setting. Come on. Um, and I had a conversation in training with faculty earlier this week where, you know, like uh, one of them shared that, um, you know, their, their parent had passed away and they could decide whether or not to come back and take care of their siblings. And they chose not to. Mm. And, and, and that was just, I mean, that was their truth. And they said, you know, sometimes I think about that, but, you know, I wanted to choose my academic field. I chose my academics in my career. And, um, you know, it was it was no shade on them, but I just, in my brain, it just, it was never a question because mm. the way that I enter into this world is automatic. Right. Mm. Oh, my parent passed away and I have minors. No, 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 I'm taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I think about the fact that that's not even a second thought for us. Um, that that's deeply ingrained into the people that we are and just how important that is. That's true. And then the contrast of us coming from that culture and then us existing here in the U.S., mm-hmm. that very much is about individuality, individualism, right. and your, your own enterprise. And how do you walk or balance those two worlds is a very right. different thing. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's so complex, <laughs> yeah. right? It's so right. layered that, like... It's every, it's every, it's every peel or a piece right. that you peel back, right? Because when we think about this culture here in in America, or just even Western in the mm-hmm. Western context, and how it can be very individualistic, right? When we think about the root of our culture and our ancestors and what we come from mm-hmm. and the depths of connection and relationship, yeah. and even in our language, our right. languages, right? Like, right. It is so prolific and so in you know so deep that when we are going through something like what we're all kind of experiencing now, which mm-hmm. is like grief, mm-hmm. right? right? That there's something that happened to that va, right? And and we're trying to we're trying to mourn the va, right? We're trying to reconcile the va, and I think that something you mentioned um, earlier outside of here, Kiana, was that. We still have a vow with those who have passed on, right? Mm. right? And we still honor them, and we still love them, and we still call on them, and they still show up, you know, in our everyday life, like how you said. My dad was just like, "Ten hours, add it to your commute, dog." Yeah, right. And when we think about the vow, just (laughs) with all of the different relationships we hold, it does make it more meaningful, and 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 you do want to be more accountable. Yeah, I mean, I speak for myself. Because of thinking that there that there is something there, right? Like right. there's there's a, there's a name that I can give to why 
I want to care for this person mm-hmm. that way, or mm-hmm. I want to care for you that way, yeah. or you that way, right? right? Like, all three of us right now, we're in that, like, uh, we're in the trinity <laughs> of, like, this, the var right. is going in, a, a, in a triangle. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just such a beautiful thing. That's yeah. Right. One of the things that I've admired a lot, like, I've been, you know, because I've been going through, like, nonstop funerals this summer, and I actually have another mm. one when I get back to Washington, um, so one year anniversary and then a funeral right after that and so I, I think wow. about um, you know like our language and uh, what I kept hearing during my dad's funeral um, about like a relationship or fellowship is like, mm. like fellowship relationship like broken and how mm. we, we talk about like when somebody passes away how that's been broken and, yeah. and that's that's what we call death I'm just like wow. death is deep like you know how yeah. we how we know that it's you know like there, there is something that's been shattered right then and there, and you know, wow. and then the village comes and they show up for you, and they sure did show up, you know, and showed out for my father. But I just I think about that a lot, and we heard the term va used over and over again of you know, va kapuain, va I'm gonna mess up my words, but just like you know, these different degrees of relationship that it's our job to steward and care for. Right, um, right. And I just I thought about what that must sound like to people who are foreign to our culture, mm-hmm. and if they could walk into a Samoan event and hear everything like in English or whatever language they come from, and how different that might be for them to hear our, uh, everybody from our Makai and the Faifaos and you know the family members, young and older, adults alike. Um, reference the importance of relationship like right. what a different world that must be because for mm. us it's just like well that's just the water I swim in like you right. know that's just normal for us but uh-huh. for foreign ears especially western ears that um, definitely come from you know more smaller spaces of relationship that must like look very different to walk up to a, a community where every decision that they make um, is predicated on the importance of nurturing a relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Be that on the um, minor macro scale. So, we bomb. We hella bomb. We live. We live. Okay. We love all y'all. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a vibe between us right, right now. Okay. You as a listener and right. us as your host. Okay. And special guest. Oh, let's, man. Let's continue to nur- nourish and cherish this vow, right? And I think even yeah. in our language, um, I know at least for the Tongan and Samoan language, mm-hmm. right? Like Tongans say Tauhiva mm-hmm. and we say Tosileva, mm-hmm. right? Like just mm. to nurture and care for that relationship, the space between us. Um, and even if we have a quarrel, you know, or even if we have a fight or there's some funk or some drama, like let's let's sit down, let's mm-hmm. talk about it, let's reconcile, let's get to some medium right. yeah. so that we can move move past move it and continue yeah. to to just nurture this because mm-hmm. we're rooted in love you yeah know? like it, right. it can be it can be more than just like trying to satisfy the ego and be right, mm-hmm. right. or like yeah be on top like let's just both be here yeah right i just have a question um and this isn't probably it'll take it i want to go back to ifonga real mm. quick because that was the last time that you guys can probably remember that was of Ifonga ever being practiced was probably what the, you guys remembering like in the seventies. What I don't know. I've 60s. never so seen probably one further than that. I've, I, never yeah, s- I've never witnessed. I just seen it in the movie. I've one only time. seen it in the movie. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> I've heard. Of, I've only heard about it. Um, so I actually heard about it in church, and then when the trailer came out for the movie, and there was like a little snippet of I. The guy sitting under the fala, I said, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. I know what that oh, is. So wow. I've never seen it. Yeah, so I've you never. haven't seen. 
or it hasn't been even talked about like when you guys talk with families hey we this is a part of like something that we do traditionally if if somebody's at fault for something like nobody in the family talks about it no i think i've heard folks like who know what it is i don't i can't recall if um it ever happened but right so my question would be that where if you guys even know the answer where do you think or why do you think that practice stopped from that time mm. and, and and the second question to that is what does what's the alternative of ifonga practice now in mm. our culture like if there is a practice mm. of forgiveness mm. in our culture now what does it look like because i remember we we spoke about yeah. it for a bit and we've had a discussion where you know like you said that you know like if somebody's if there's like a huge fallout you know mm-hmm. we would come as a family yeah. and sit and sit down in the household and just what is it? You guys yeah, discuss I mean, things? I, I, like, I don't want to speculate that it doesn't happen, you okay. know. Um, but um, I would say, like, uh, I've definitely seen, you know, um, it happen before where, like, there's a falling out. But I've seen, you know, families come together and say, we're going to talk through this. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you're going to understand. So, I've, I mean, I've been in that amongst my own family of, like, okay, there's, you know, there's beef that's happening. We're all going to sit down and we're going to hash it out because at the end of the day, we're family, right? Right. And right. so that's like the most pinnacle thing, like the the most important relationship that we have right here is family. So um, I've seen my family have have that happen over and over again. Of okay, all right, it's the beef of 1998. Okay, <laughs> beef of 2004. <laughs> like you know, but the main thing is that okay, um, it might not have all the formalities of Ifonga, but but um, similarities in similarities, that. Similarities, um, yeah. We're gonna sit down and you are gonna tell me from your perspective and your perspective and the family's going to be here and we're going to hash it out and we're right. going to figure things out so that we all move forward as a family right. versus you break off to the left and I break off to the right. right. Like, yeah. um, and I think I, I'm very grateful that I got to witness that happen in my lifetime multiple times right. because it's a reality that, you know, we're not always going to agree on our approaches to things. Um, and we have very different personalities and they're going to clash at some point. And then, you know, sometimes we got to get up into the clan thing of like, well, this is my side, you know, yeah. and, and then this other side. And you know, <laughs> so like, you know what, let's, let's come back together and recognize that, you know, we come from the same place and the same heart and that yeah. one right. love and, that we can find some resolve in that. And can you guys both elaborate real quick for those who um, are not really too familiar with our culture? Mm. Um, when when you say uh, that, you know, and we, we go in the house and sit down, what what is that symbolic to, you know, when, when, when you come in the house and automatically the first thing you just do is sit down? Like, is that symbolic to him, uh, humbling yourself or the symbolic is that's just what we do when there's elders? Like, what is that? What's the respect part behind it for those who don't really know the culture too well and they're like well, do they just come and sit because i know the asian culture they just come in take off the shoes and sit down but is there is does it symbolize anything for um our culture hmm. that's like a question ours, i have if, if we like if i know that we came in and our elders and young people like are all sitting down i know that that's a family meeting mm-hmm. so you know versus uh if we walked up into you know somebody's, somebody's house, house and then y'all go kick it in the backyard we in the garage and y'all in the, in the dining room um if we all are sitting uh, in the living room on the ground with our legs crossed <laughs> we're having a, ser- a serious family meeting mm. yeah so i think you know um you know in Samoa, I, I assume like it's just a an iteration of you know, family phone was there. They happen. You come together. You sit in your circle and you hash things out. Um, I think at the village level, but more of the nuclear and extended family level, y'all do that. 
Um, and our family has continued that practice when, right. we, when there's like things that go on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I grew up watching us having to sit together and having, you know, no. very young people here and very elder right. folks here and then talk about what's going on and then we're going to sort things out. Yeah. And what? you sit there yeah. and you sit there and you observe and you listen and you learn mm-hmm. because that's what you're, you know, you're going to carry on. And I right. think that that's the form of like um, education, right? Or right. or imparting our cultural practices and customs is to have our young people who are growing up, you know, sit there and also like take take lesson or take note. Right. But also to sit there and like if we need you to do something, you go mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Right. right? But I also, it, but I think it also is dependent on the context. Mm. Because when you were talking when you were asking that question, I was like, what is she talking what is she getting at? Because to me that sounds like this it could be disrespectful. Like right. if you just come up in somebody's house and then you go sit down, like, um, I don't know. It made me think about like you should come in and and just sit see, down, see if any if anybody needs help. You know, if you could be a, a helping hand to what's happening uh, in that space, right? Like, let's say it's a family thing, mm, right? And you come over and you're a part of the family. You you're not just gonna go in and sit down. You bring your ass in this kitchen right. and right. come uh, cut these vegetables, right. or come sweep this floor, or some coffee for the old yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, do something for, uh, like you help. You, you you need to help, right? But all in all, like everything is like it's all based on uh, respect, right? Right. Um, yeah. And so I think it depends on the situation. <laughs> sure, the context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I just thought that was pretty pretty cool to hear because, you know, we're big on humility right. and honor, and I know that there are certain postures that we do mm-hmm. oh, yes. to give reverence right. to, you know, just the elder or mm-hmm. a guy or someone. So I just thought there was something symbolic about, especially if you're coming. In as someone who is humbling themselves, you know, I didn't know if like the first thing that they should do is sit down because, I mean, for someone who is Samoan-ish like me, I would wait, like, <laughs> we Samoan-ish. Are you, are you going to talk? <laughs> I will stand. You know, like I would, I would even, well, I would right? even sit s- n- or kneel. I'm like, can we talk outside? <laughs> but, but see, you're making me think about okay, okay, a very, very from. important thing in our right. culture, right? And I think we, yeah, we kind of get where she's going yeah, with this, yeah. right? Like, okay, good. So, like, um, a pet, like I'm going to just give some context as to why this irritates me. But in not not not, not our culture, but right. like what ha- like how it happens outside of our culture. Mm. So as a as a young person, right, or as a person of um, not less signif- significance, but, you know, just you're humbling <laughs> yourself. If you're in a space um, with any, you know, with anyone and you're going to pass by them or you need to get through oh. um you want to lower yourself you want right. to pull too, too low too low right. no like you want to what's, what's it when you bend down like puno puno yeah. yeah like you bend down and you say too low right, right. which is excuse me like pardon me mm. and you say that all the way through because it's a form of respect of like i don't mean no intrusion right like this is that's us that's us uh nurturing the vibe between me and whomever I'm passing is I'm asking for, you know, to be excused because I'm, you know, interrupting the space yeah. of what's mm-hmm. happening amongst, mm-hmm. you know, amongst us. Or just even when, you, you know, like you're you're passing somebody out in the streets and you, you, you might get in their way, you know, right. you're just like, excuse me, or, you know, mm-hmm. too low because it's such a normal practice. Right. Yeah. Um, is that... I mean, I feel like that's what you were right. Yeah, just kind of like mannerisms and just certain things that we do. Yeah, that's such a high level, high level thing that you know, like so many people out there in the world, like 
don't even say excuse me or mm. like when they come in, in the store and they're trying to, to get by. Whose fault like, is it though? Whose fault is it? Talk about that. <laughs> right. But see, your home trading in, man. Exactly. <laughs> but I yeah. think it's funny because you know, like I had this conversation, like, oh, that shit just pisses me off, and like, you know, people don't even have the the courtesy to say excuse me. Mm. And somebody helped me see that, like, you know, hey, maybe that's not how they were brought yeah. up. Yeah. And we're imposing the way that we were onto them. I've had to show that in office one time where, you know, like, um, you know, people will talk amongst each other and like, y'all are taking up the whole hallway and I have to walk between you. And I don't want to because Mm -hmm. to me it's like it's it's, it's highly disrespectful only because, you know, it's been that's been what I've been taught. Like if two people are talking, you don't cross between them. Right. Um, But other Palangi coworkers and stuff like that, because there's no other way, they're like, well, I got to cross through here. So (laughs) sometimes they'll excuse themselves and sometimes they won't. And for me, I'm just like, what are you doing? So like I will duck (laughs) so I don't block their faces. But I think, you know, again, it's, it's again, the treatment of Va that somebody has, Mm. like they're having a a talking conversation. And I think it also goes towards like, you know, um, having a, I think a, a, a challenging conversation in sitting on the ground. Like, um, you know, we, we grew up like say your prayers, like sitting right, on the yeah, ground, right. your vibe, and then, <laughs> you know, and you eat on the ground and, you know, just right. sit there and fold your legs. So I think for me too, like, um, I don't know. Sitting on the ground is really important. I'm like, you know, a lot of us need to ground ourselves. That is Come your on, first, now you're going deep. Chair, you... Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's your first de- decolonize your chair, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you can sit on the floor, okay? <laughs> like you can just sit on the floor. If some of y'all sat on the floor more, you wouldn't be acting this way. Okay. okay. But you, you wouldn't feel so entitled. Right. You know, it's you know what's pretty cool is because I've never really noticed it until now this in this discussion, but I can recall like so many times during funeral, um, you know, Fall of Love is that they would take out all the furnitures in the house mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and just the floor. And I mm-hmm. always thought, like, why is all the furniture the in the out? garage? Yeah, yeah. I always thought because about that. Because when you go, like, in Samoa, so there are no chairs, right? right. So, right. You know, like, in all of the, the you know, father, like, everybody sits against the poles. So anytime a meeting is being had, it's always on the floor. Like, wow. the chairs are a Western thing, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> chairs <laughs> are a Western thing. So, you know, you gotta get rid of them. But then our old folks, you know, they, they muscles be bad sometimes. They got a bad back. So Help we, us, Lord. We they got the G unit, you know. Okay. That maisuka. You know, we struggling to get back up. So we bring them chairs in nowadays. But, um, but yeah, the young folks are always on the ground. And for me, it's like, uh, I remember being in a, at a conference where there was a lot of islanders there and, you know, the um, some of the workshops were overcrowded. And so the first people willing to sit on the floor were the islanders. Mm. Um, and mm. I thought that that was so important that, you right. know, like there are other people who are non-islander there that looked at that. And I'm like, oh, I'd rather stand. But I was like, no, but this is a cultural thing. Like to me, it signifies the importance of um, the conversation that's being had in that workshop. Um, that they're willing to just come and sit on the floor or something the rest of y'all think you're too good for. <laughs> they're willing to come and sit on the floor so they can have a part of that. And for me, like, that was important, too, because we had students that were in that workshop. Mm. And so they were, and I, like, I'm like, I'm going to come sit on the floor. But um, the students are so beautiful because... I was trying to have like one of them sit in the chair, and she's like, "No, Auntie, you sit." I'm like, first of all, uh, I'm probably only five first years old. First of all, so I, I mean, but I like. Can you just call me Big Sis? Uh, uh, right? Okay, come I'm your big brother. I'm your big homie. Okay, Auntie just feels so formal, but but you know the fact that they just saw like I don't deserve to be sitting here. I'm like, well, this is more about you than it is for me. Go ahead and sit there. I'm fine sitting on the floor. So you know, I think that there's a, a lot about humility that's in that as right. well. You know, that's that's that OG. Chair is the floor. (laughs) Right. It's humility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
I know we can kind of get lost in this discussion and this topic, but, you know, I feel like before closing, I want to just really highlight our guest. Yeah. You know, I feel like there, we, there are some questions that we want to just ask you before, get your opinion, insight, and thoughts. What do you think about that, Danny boy? Absolutely. I think, you know, this is such a rich conversation. And right. This might be a good place to put a pin in it. You know, we can mm-hmm. continue this conversation mm-hmm. yeah. on social media, through email, or we're definitely, you know, um, recap next week. Definitely. <laughs> this was great. Yeah. Is there anything uh, else that we want to uh, get out about this? I think we covered a whole lot. We sure did. I feel like the highlights was <laughs> Fonga, Honor, right. what yeah. else? What are some? The vibe. Humility. Humility. Mm-hmm. And the importance, please, 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 always say to low. Always too say, low. excuse me. Yes, it is like me. such a... Simple... Now it's, it's easy to but it's say, profound. Right? It's so profound right. that when you do it, you know, like it makes me feel good to. You're not too high to say too low. You heard it first. You heard it first. <laughs> Put it on the shirt, okay? Hashtag that. <laughs> uh, I just really, real quick, want to just highlight the vibe between Kiana and I because I think mm. it's really, it's really a testament to. Our Pacific Islander people, our Samoan people, mm. about like how we are connected and linked through our Nafa, right? Yeah. Through our yeah. genealogy okay. and how we can Child of trade. God. Yes, we are we are actually Look. children okay. of Oh, children of God. Of God. Okay. okay. Go okay. ahead, Key. Yeah, I'm not let okay. him know. Right. So <laughs> Danny Boy and I are cousins or cousin auntie sister. Cousin you my cousin auntie sister. The Holy Trinity, yes. But, but you know, uh we have family that uh, had written out uh, the Nafa of our family and mm-hmm. um it was really beautiful. Danny and I uh met maybe like over ten years ago or something. Like yeah, about ten years just ago. Just about ten years ago. And and we didn't meet knowing that we were related until Danny Boy had mentioned, Hey, are you related to so and so? Oh, we family yeah because um, so, i recognize your last name yeah because i've seen that in my uh, yeah. my, my uh, in my baby book yep, okay yeah okay. <laughs> hey, baby book and you know that Nafa again which is lineage is so important because it's another iteration of va and relationship right so mm. we had a family member that had written out okay um they, they had done their research you know amongst many people of our family and um our ties to um manua and um, and certain titles there, but what was most beautiful about it is that where it starts is it starts with Tangaloui, Tangaloaui. So you know Tangaloa being like this supreme deity um, that existed in Samoa pre-Christian, and was mm. a lot of where you know that spirituality was relegated to. So mm-hmm. Tangaloa being seen as um, the who created the Samoan islands, fished us out of the oceans, and uh, Mangua being, uh, and I know people are going to argue this, we're not from Manua, but anyways, uh, where <laughs> Fat Samoa no. is born out of. Uh, so, birthed oh, in Manua. Right, birthed in Manua. Manua Tele. And, e. um, you know, what? Uh, so it starts with Tangaloui, and then you know who his son is, and their son is, um, and then it goes down, um, you know, multiple generations, about 17 generations 17. plus. Um, and into who um, the siblings, who is my grandmother, um, is one sibling, and Danny Boy's great-grandmother is another sibling. So just the fact that we could look at, you know, because our families 
uh, writing is not a part of our tradition. Um, it's oral tradition. It's memorized mm-hmm. off top. But the fact that we know that um, where our lineage unfolds to, that it, it unfolds into this supreme deity, mm-hmm. um, that's why I'd be like, yo, we really are child of God. <laughs> yeah. okay? We all children of God. Exactly. So, you know, when you respect each other, when we when we respect each other, we're respecting God's children. Absolutely. So. Preach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that so, so much. I love that so much. And I know that that happens for so many uh so many other folks out there because right. you know our people just break down how they're related um to each other and right. by all of these lineages all of these branches essentially like these clans right and i think that's the beautiful piece about us is that we are so like we have a vow with you know those that have passed on and in the afterlife and we have a vow that connects us all you know mm-hmm. from from that, from our ancestry. Right. You know, and so I really just want us to, like, just really take in the importance of the relationships that we have in our lives, mm-hmm. whether it's with family, with your nuclear family, with your larger family, your community, mm. your intimate relationships, you know, the relationship you may have with uh, food or, or <laughs> you know, like, you, with social media, right, with your phone, like, just all of these relationships. Right. Like, let us pay close attention to how we are giving our energy to that, yeah, to those right. relationships. So key. So key. Nice. So before we get out of here, just want to ask you a couple questions, Kiana, because yes. you are a dope individual. And well. I've, I've always known that and felt that since the first day we met mm. at a poetry uh, reading, you know, <laughs> of all Pacific Islanders. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Out um, here? No, it was in uh, L.A., in Long Beach. And a a funny story is that uh, Kiana, Teresa, and myself were uh, at that thing. And then come to find out, all three of us are related. We're all connected, right? We're all children of of God. Children of of the Lord. Um, But you were, you know, like like I said, you're an educator, you're a mother, Mm. and you're a sometimes lyricist. And a a fire model, Part-time lyricist. And I just wanted to ask, like... If you could just speak to us about your experience being a, a Samoan woman who is an educator here, mm-hmm. you know, in the U.S., right? Like, yeah. like, what is that like for you? Yeah. As um, an educator. It's super key. You know, uh, what I talk to students a lot about. So I work in higher ed and a lot of the work mm. that I do is based around college access, but mm. not just college access for the sake of college access, but really college access as it focuses on our wider Pacifica community mm. um, and underserved students, um, mostly marginalized students, students of color. And I think, you know, what's most important is, you know, we had uh, we come from, you know, this deep history and all these different schools of education that were never really, um, you know, housed in ways that school is housed here in the States. Right. Mm-hmm. So we always had these education systems, right? Like when you follow your grandfather, your grandmother around, like that's a school of education right, right. there. Right. Yeah. Um, but we transfer our knowledge base here to the U.S. And so what does it mean for our young people to engage their education um, and what we look at statistically is that they're not engaging it and they're dropping out of school. Mm. And I, mean, I have a lot of feelings around that, too, because mm. I don't think that our education is always engaged, most engaging and most culturally relevant for our students. So I right. think that there's key reasons why they disengage. Absolutely. But I think um, but more importantly than that, I think, you know, when we talk about education, it really is a glimpse into our future, mm. especially as we talked earlier in this podcast about how our community um, is 
looks insular on a lot of things. Like right. they're looking for the resources within. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say I want us to continue to do that. Like we should always be reaching out, but I just know we have a tendency to look within. Right. So if we don't have, you know, a generation of people who have all of these skill sets, you know, that can be the main things that we put up there, like lawyer and doctor. Yes, do that. But, you know, all these other roles in, in this society, especially if we're going to be living here, um, where they can take care of their families, I, I fear for what does the future of, of us as a community out here look like? Right. Um, so a lot of my work has been around like college access, like how do we meet students where they're at? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we use a cultural lens to, to, to build that? Yes. Um, so like, um, for example, um, I work with the Anapizi grant, so that's a Asian American, Native American, Pacific Islander Strengthenings Institution grant. Word. Um, and we look at who are some of our most underserved population at our school, and, and we recognize that, you know, statistically bound, um, it's our Southeast Asian and it's our Pacific Islander folks. Wow. Um, so I take um, that if these are some of our underserved, what can I do? What framework do I have that I can engage them best? Right. And we undermine what that framework is so often because it doesn't look like what you know maybe community engagement as defined by an institution looks like mm-hmm. it means i'm gonna go to uh this community event and this community event you're gonna pay me to go to it i'm not gonna table there i'm gonna go meet who's the auntie that's running this who's the auntie that's running this who are the the young people who are saying they want to be a part of this work and then i kind of just build network there right so um uh we had a summer program it was called vaca moana stem summer program where right. um we centered our cultural identity as a way to talk to our young folks about entering into the STEM field. What is STEM uh, for the folks? Yeah, um, science, technology, engineering, and math. So um, they're put in front of you know faculty, you know professors who taught um, math, astronomy, um, physics, um, oceanography, marine biology. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah, um, and they got to break that it is down. Awesome. Yeah, in ways that are like not just culturally relevant, but um, there's like a degree of cultural resurgence there where Mm. you know it's not just important to memorize this or understand that this is where your history fits into that but you can bring this history back right and 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 use it to to you know build solutions for the future um and then we had like cultural studies pieces in there where we had members of community from these different fields also come and hold space and teach them about you know um land rights and um, just different pieces or turntablism. Hey, you know, <laughs> that's uh, the video you saw, Bex, where she was yeah. spinning them hot right, 16. Right, Just like, you know, these different things where they can see, you know, our folks in these different lights and, yeah. and, and know that they're the center of that work. Um, so that exists, you know, I think in, in multiple fronts for me. And I think um, what I'm really trying to do is, um, like, uh, I don't want to say it's like, you know, sugaring your medicine or anything but i know that this education thing we got to take it right like Mm -hmm. we need Mm. to have an educated community not that we're not educated but educated in a way that's going to sustain us in the u.s yeah i know that we have people who will never go back to the islands so Mm -hmm. if we're going to be here like you have to play the game and and this is how it goes we need to thrive here we need to thrive here, not just survive not just barely get by not struggle we need to thrive here so how do i build you know this conversation in such a way that young people see themselves embedded in it um so i always start with community uh i have you know a a huge squad of people who just love doing community work Uh, we work alongside each other in washington to build you know summits conferences Um, shout out to them yeah yeah and really
really just kind of center our community at the fold. And so really beautiful things come out of it where we have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of kids come on a Saturday Word. to come and just sit and talk about the education and break come things on. down. Or, you know, they, the, you know, education systems say, oh, well, y'all kids don't like STEM fields. I'm like, uh, I just filled our program in one week, dog. So come on. Come on. Like, um, but, you Next know, question. I, I got something to teach y'all. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got something to teach okay. y'all, the institution. <laughs> okay, don't mess with us. So it really means, That's like, right. let's validate the knowledge base that we come from. Yeah. And for me, um, I'm just, I, I, so I refuse good. to let go of, you know, where we come from and, and what my grandparents have given me, what my parents have given me because of that va, like, you know, they didn't waste their time teaching me for right. the sake of me forgetting all of who they are and all of what they've provided me. So, um, I take that to heart and yes. I take it up, uh, up in my office. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a Dad, take it everywhere you go. Anywhere I go, anywhere I go. They be like, hey, I'm thinking, uh, Mali. That's right. They already know. <laughs> they already oh. know. <laughs> well, you know, we couldn't close until we get that 16 bars, right? Okay. <laughs> but real quick, though, yeah. I mean, damn, my cup, my cup is hella full. Just I know. Hearing you speak about what you do for a living, how you feed into our young people yes. and into our community, like... We are related. Yeah, we related. We related. Okay. And we are children Sheesh. of God. Bex, we're related to you too. We just uh-huh. gotta spend a little bit more time. You know, you I'm, might be thirty seventh uh, cousins. <laughs> I don't know. You would like, descendant of Tonga Let me do some history. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna research. We gonna research ancestry. That <laughs> Yes. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your leadership. Thank you. I'm about to ice you. Thank you for your heart. I love your word. Thank you. So dope. Anything you want to say to like. Shout you know out. the young people that we that we work with and that we work for. You or know, or even the workers that are looking yeah. to or get even into people this. Word. Yeah, yeah. Um, all, all I want to say is y'all are bomb. You know, continue to be great. Um, continue to answer to that call that you know is deeply embedded there. You know, mm-hmm. some of us we Talk have these layers it. of fear that keep us from doing the things that we're really passionate about. Don't listen to fear. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They're a liar. The devil is a liar. So you, know, you are come hearing out of that from a child space. of God. Like I'm a child of God. Come out of that space. You know, be fearless. Be brave. Be wow. like Malosi. You know, speak. You know, truth into life. And I think you know we'll be all right. We'll be all right. All That's right. Thank you, Kiana, so much. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank, Thank you, for you having so me. much. It means so much to have you in this Dropping space. Some nuggets. It means so much to be able to. I'll see this va, you yeah. know, between us. And you're always welcome here. Hey. For the cultures loves you, girl. <laughs> when are you going to come y'all. back? When are you going to come back to you know California? What? I'm, I'm going to figure it out in just a few more days. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be knocking on the door. Tom will be like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Word. Man, well, as we promised, we're going to give them the 16 bars or not, because I ain't letting this show drop. Okay, so let's go. We re- oh, she ready. She ready. She ready. She ready. 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 Talking about let me set up my uh, my beat. This is um, uh, we love instrument. Are y'all ready for this? Mic check. One, you two, give one, two. Mic check. One, Mommy. two, one, two. Like what it do? Me. Hey. Yo. <laughs> hey. Uh. Okay. Uh. Kiana. Kiana. Yo, uh, 
I dreamt that we were lovers and friends And in these glances I send Glimpses of the salmon dye We're begging time to come in The sweet spell of this subconscious says you're breathing it in Taking trips to visit you through death's cousin and kin The world hey. stops upon your watch and I'm starting to spin Used to keep this fortress locked, now I'm letting you in Marking spot with solo stops and together begins Only catch you for the second that I'm closing my lids With hey. every ticking and tock of this cardiac clock Beats the combination to cracking code for this lock. You were perfection for days, the bright perfection in ways that made grim of this reality put to shame. Stuff for mine to remember, damn, what was your name? Seeking mine for its matter, now you're starting to fade. The sun rise above horizons and it's starting to beam. I got my eyes wide open, you were only a dream. Hey, hey Kiana, uh, who am I? In the studio with Come on. Right on. Thank you for blessing us today, Kiana. Thank you for blessing oh, this space. It's just so great to have you here. Bex. Yes. We come to that point of the show, sis, where you know we gotta we gotta take it home. We got to we got to get home. With that one question though. We got to do fit hours. Yeah. We got to leave it with one question, with our leaving one, question. Right, with that one question. We're going to direct this straight to you, sis. Yeah. How are you going to take care of yourself this week? That is such a real question. <laughs> and if you want to pass it, you can no, pass it. I got it. you. You got you. See, All the, right. the message that my father had given me. <laughs> come on, come I'm going to continue to slow down and, and mm. continue to stay in a moment. Mm. Um, that is what I've been told over and over I need to do. And uh, this long drive down here fortified that even more. So slowing down. Um, taking my time, uh, being in the moment and appreciating the space for what it is rather mm -hmm. than trying to rush through everything is what I am going to do to take care of myself. I promise. <laughs> yes, you heard it. You heard it here. And we'll play this back for you if you ever forget. Okay. Yes. You, you play it back Hold for yourself. It, right, right. You play it back for yourself. Rewind, rewind. Rewind, right? <laughs> How about you, Bex? How are you going to take care of yourself, sis? Uh, I've been reading this amazing book. Is this? Are you still reading attached? I still, I, I'm still reading attached. Mm. Awesome. And one of the nuggets that I've been really con like sitting on and just really chewing it and just allowing that to really become one with my spirit and just so I can like live that actual um, quote out is that um, seek to understand before you know you seek to be understood. Mm. And I think That's a good. lot of times I've always kind of just just at, you know I've always had to like I had to be understood before yeah. I understood, you know, I, I took time to understand everything. And I'm just at a place where I'm just, you know, trying to actually perfect that, that quote is like, just first understand everything, understand mm. yourself, understand what everything that you're saying is right. You don't have to second guess it. And then as you explain it, you, you know, you can kind of just, you know, seek that second part, which is to be understood or to feel understood. So just that. Still trying to master that quote, but hopefully it works out, especially with my so personality. Cool. I'm constantly having to justify mm -hmm. myself. I'm like, come on, you have to. And I, I'm trying to, like, pull back from that and just mm -hmm. be like, you know what, I'm okay. Even if you guys don't understand me, I understand exactly yeah. where I'm coming from. I understand who I am. And okay. if no one under understands it, then I'm still good, you know. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to live that quote out. Word. As an, it. It's not perfect yet, but... We're getting there. Word. Process. Process, yes. Trust process. the process. <laughs> um, I think how I'm going to take care of myself this week and, and hopefully every other week, um, mm. I'm really going to take advice from Sis Kiana about calling calling out that, you know, we're Samoan-ish or I'm Samoan-ish, uh, right? Like, you 100. know. 100. 
<laughs> Keeping it 100, right? Like 100. You know, I think I've I've felt ashamed, you know, for not, you know, being well versed in our Samoan culture, our Samoan mm-hmm. language, um, knowledge, history, and customs, and that's always like a, been a big void um, that I've always been ashamed about, but always wanted to learn about, but like just really have gone back and forth with like you know, um, really dealing with the shame Mm -hmm. of not having that. And I think talking to you today and you saying to me that, like, no, you're not Samoan-ish. Like, you just, you're Samoan. Like, you can't genetically not be Samoan. And, like, even if you're talking uh, broken, you know, like, your Samoan is broken or, you know, you don't have a high level of um, knowledge and understanding, like, just trying and doing it, you know, makes, you know, makes for a better practice or it makes yeah, for right. a better understanding and like you just keep doing it and keep perfecting it and because it's who you are yeah. right mm. and so like accepting my Samoan-ness versus <laughs> my being Samoan-ish hey <laughs> for the culture for the culture <laughs> for the culture because I love my cultures right? you know what I mean yes. and that's all I've ever you know wanted to express yeah. you know and I wish that I could speak our language so that I could be so uh, poetic and I don't know. Amazing, like how our people are, and you know, just all the beautiful yeah. names and right. our proverbs. You know, it's just it's beautiful. So I'm just gonna allow myself to do it, and if I mess up, I mess up, and just keep pushing. Just keep pushing. Word. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. So that it's was episode real. seven. Yes, it's been you real. Love it. Kiana, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, when it's time to go, safe travels home. Mm. It's really good to have you here. And I wish you nothing but the best. Yeah. And where can people find you if they want to look you up? Uh, <laughs> if you want to. If you want to. Right, right. I'm just at K Fuenga. K Fuenga. Kiana Fuenga on um, I, Facebook. On Facebook? <laughs> yeah. Facebook. Man, check out her IG story. She, it's, it's lit. It's lit. <laughs> it's lit. <laughs> Liquor store. <laughs> Chronicles. All right, y'all. Take care of yourselves. We out of here. Right. Yes. Peace out. Peace. What we doing it for? We doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. Says you're breathing it in. Take your trips to visit you through death's cousin and kin. The world stops upon your watching. I'm starting to spin. Used to keep this fortress locked, now I'm letting you in. Market spot with solo stops and together begins. Only catch you for the second that I'm closing my lips with every ticking and top of this cardiac clock. Beats the combination to crack and cope for this lock. You were perfection for days, the bright perfection in ways that make grim of this reality. Put it to shame. Scuffle mine to remember, damn, what was your name? Take your mind for it's matter, now you're starting to fade The sunrise above horizons that it's starting to beam I got my eyes wide open, you were only a dream uh. <laughs> That's it, Tom <laughs>